Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hard Obsessor Podcast. I'm one half your host and deal with JP Nunez. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? I'm tired. I'm tired, JP. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. We, we were very busy last week, weren't we? Oh, my gosh. I Yesterday was my last uh, Fright Fest screener that I did. And I took today off from writing and... It is awesome. Yeah, I don't blame <laughs> you, man. Um, now, I got two more left to do uh, to go. It's just, uh, I've, I've watched the movies. I just haven't, it's hard to talk about them uh, because mm-hmm. they're, uh, one of them is extremely Lynchian, like to the point where it, it means to reference Lynch. Uh, hmm. And it's hard to talk about anything without knowing if you're giving something away because that's mm. how how weird it's called the blue rose i'll just i'll put that out there uh okay. it, it was good i very much enjoyed it i just i have no idea what i want to talk about when it comes to this film though mm-hmm. because i think if i go too deep into anything it's gonna you know i'm just gonna right, give right. too much out the other one was eight eyes uh which is vinegar syndrome's uh release mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah it's their first foray from like uh doing you know other people's movies into you know sort of making their own mm-hmm. so that's why I definitely was drawn to it, but uh, it's well done, but I don't know how to like, you know how basically when we write stuff, we write up to a point or something in the, in the story and then kind of like leave it ambiguous so mm. that people can, you know, get mm-hmm. a gist of it and then right, right. go into it. I don't know how to do that with this film because so much, so much relies on the ending and I back mm. and forth. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, ah, uh, how do I, how do we can join this? So I've got uh, a, yeah, I've yeah. got that about halfway done, and I'm just yeah, I just got to get get back to writing the finishing hmm. on that. So but, uh, so so uh, question for you with Eight Eyes is Eight Eyes kind of what you would expect from Vinegar Syndrome? Is it like very you know sex and violence all the time, or is it more subdued than you might? So think? I think you have a weird like. So I think that you think vinegar syndrome is severin and well not that i mean vinegar syndrome isn't like that (laughs) right like don't get me wrong like there are definitely titles in the vinegar syndrome catalog that are i mean that's kind of their their reputation you know it's what they got started doing was um was doing basically porn movies like that Mm -hmm. you know I don't know how else to, to put it, but yeah, it's like a, mm-hmm. a cultured triple X uh, or X rated movies. So mm-hmm. um, that, and now what's funny is that they are spinning that off into its own thing. They have right, like right. its own label for, for that. Uh, and I, 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 like, I mean, I've been watching the movies. Yeah, of course there are a couple that are, I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, like, just a little mm. too much sleaze for me, but uh, there have been a few that I've been like, "Oh, this is charming," you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, kind right. of a lost gem kind of kind of thing. So, I mean, I think it just all depends on your taste. I mean, I also buy mm-hmm. into a lot of the Severance stuff too. I just bought that Black Emmanuel uh, box set that came out, which is very mm-hmm. much you know sleaze exploitation, but it's it's mm-hmm. also um, the way Kayla Janice talks about these films it's almost as though like she sees the uh the uh, main character as the like like a heroine and i was really drawn to that when i talked to her about it so i am very much looking forward to getting into that box set so Hmm, okay okay but yeah eight eyes for vinegar syndrome it's i think it's appropriate because so it feels like a 70s movie like it's got this 70s look and it's uh it's kind of got a hostile vibe um, it's hmm. about two, okay. like a couple that are traveling in Serbia and the, they meet a man who on the train decides, you know, sort of ingratiates himself into, into their like boxcar or whatever you want to call it, okay. um, on the train. And then uh, it takes them to, uh, you know, kind of takes them on a, a trip by himself. And there's a lot of ominousness, but beyond that portion of the film, because like a large part of it has like it i just i don't know how to put it so that i'm not ruining anything that's real like this is the this is the problem mm-hmm. uh it was good i very much okay. liked it 
so nothing, you know, nothing bad to say about it there. It, it was a little bit of a slow roll, but yeah, I mean, it's also only 88 minutes. So for a slow roll <laughs> to be 88 minutes, hmm. you know, it's coming okay. and you know, it's going to be, you know, good when it gets there. So, right, right. Yeah. All right. Well, what about Ooh. you? Uh, what have you seen? What did you see at uh, Fright Fest? Because that's pretty much all we've done. that's like actually like we've been working on this for a month like you've definitely put in so much more i did so many interviews and things like that Mm. that that just Mm -hmm. took up so much of my time to i wanted to do more i just couldn't i just physically could not Mm. but what did you see what were your favorites what what did you like because i think we saw some of the same ones too we did yes so my, my my number one movie of the festival was a movie called the moor um, it's, uh, it's a supernatural horror movie. Uh, so, so basically like 25 years ago, uh, there was a rash of like child abductions and, um, one of the kids who was abducted and murdered, his father wants closure. And so 25 years after the fact, he kind of gets some people together and goes into this moor where they think the kids' bodies are. And he goes and, and tries to find, you know, his son's body. Um, and the moor ends up being kind of haunted and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But there's more to the story than just kind of they go in there and spooky stuff happens. You know, there's some twists and turns. The structure of it is not exactly what I was expecting, uh, given that plot synopsis. Um, So so seeing the story unfold was really interesting. Um, The horror is really good. Um, the, The performances are fantastic. Like every single one of them, even the side characters are played amazingly. So pretty much everything about the movie was awesome. Uh, so that was that was my number one of the festival. Some other good ones I saw, uh, Good Boy, which I know you saw at a previous <laughs> festival. I, I saw that I saw that like almost a year ago. Like, oh really? Uh, that long? I started ago. like February, it was January or February. Yeah, so oh, I was offered that. I, well, it's still like six months ago. Almost. No, that's a half. That's half a year ago. February is the second seven, month. Seven we're in months? August, the eighth month. That's six months. No, we're in September now, bud. <laughs> well, no, we're in August. We're recording this, this in August. When this comes out, this will be September. Yeah, we're recording this in <laughs> August, Sean. <laughs> um, fine. Okay. Six months ago. Regardless, it feels like a year ago. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I, I got a kick out of it. I thought it was I, such I a good twist. It. Yeah. Um, it just really just threw you for a loop. You were, I was not expecting, I mean, they set it up fantastically, but I also, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you know, uh, Viljar Boa, I think is how you pronounce it. I'm not a hundred percent on that. Uh, but he's got a, another movie before it called two Freddy, which is, about oh, I, a bunch I, I've of, heard of it. Never, never seen it though. I really loved it. Um, I saw that at, at Soho, uh, horror festival in 2020 and I got a, it was one of the first movies that they showed. It was just it's a bunch of guys that go into the woods and they keep one of them keeps getting messages written to him from the future. And it's sort of huh. uh, yeah, it, it's very much got to do with like fate and uh, sort of becoming your own. What is that called? Uh, your own person? No, 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 no. When you um, like you're predestined to do something. Isn't it? Well, I guess fate, but. The, yeah. you're predestined to do it because you've you've put it out there into the universe. Oh, like a self-fulfilling prophecy. There you go. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. I, I can't find words sometimes. I don't know. As I think I might, you know, have to see a doctor about that. Let me be a writer. <laughs> yeah, but I've got Google. Google helps. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I know all about that. Google helps with writing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. But yeah, that, that, uh, that sounds interesting. So I, oh yeah, very. And given very how good of a job he did with uh, with Good Boy, um, I'm interested. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. So yeah, I had. I, it's got to be. It's got to be out somewhere. I'd not I, sure I would. Where, I would think so. Yeah. But yeah, it's got to be out somewhere. I mean, it's been three or four years. I mean, the only okay, difference yeah. is I don't know if it's available in the United States yet or not. You know, that, well, all that depends yeah. on, you know, sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes you get a movie like good boy that, you know, does well everywhere. And then, you know, you end up seeing the earlier stuff mm-hmm. show up. So hopefully yeah, yeah. that'll even be the case. If, if that's the, yeah. Yeah. But, um, for me, my, my favorite movie that I saw was, was one called here for blood, which was just a good time. Like it really, mm. I mean, it takes off on a lot of other films. It's, it's about a, a guy, he's a wrestler, he's a pro wrestler, and his 
girlfriend who can't babysit one night. Uh, she's got a test coming up in school in college. So uh, she asks him because they the people pay so well to come out and uh, you know do the do the babysitting for her, and you know she'll meet him later and blah blah blah. Well, of course he goes and cultists show up to, <laughs> to spoil the night, try to take the kid, and it turns into like hey, um, that happens. It's like the House of the Devil meets Violent Night. I, I freaking loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was just such an enjoyable time. There's a lot of like good jokes and good. There's a ton of gore. It's just it's gory as shit. But it made me remember a lot of like the '80s films. Like, do you remember like Mister Nanny and Kindergarten Cop and stuff like this? Where oh, you take yeah, this yeah. big macho dude and you stick him in there. This is the first time that I've seen one with like this much blood. Like this is just okay. I rails. really yeah, enjoyed it. Makes sense. Yeah, it's a lot okay. of fun. Cool, cool. Beyond that, I mean, I just, like I said, I just did a ton of uh, interviewing. I, I interviewed people for um, Spooked, which we both saw, which I yeah, think which you liked. was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, I really enjoyed I too. I really, and to be honest with you, those uh, both Tony and Vanessa were awesome to interview. They were just a breath of fresh air. Nice, nice. And you did uh, Doug Bradley and Douglas yeah, Schultz. Yeah, yeah, and for for Thorns. For thorns, um, so yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of of Douglas Schultz uh, Mimesis. So I got to okay, ask him yeah. about that. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those, but no, I haven't. I don't think you would like them. Because <laughs> you like them, so well, mostly because no, mostly because not a lot of people do. I I find okay. them a lot of fun because they are just they're just homages to older films, like uh, the the ones that he did were Night of the Living Dead and uh, Nosferatu. So, uh, so I came into Thorns with certain expectations. I, I kind of had an idea of what it was going to be. Talking to Doug Bradley, Doug Bradley is just uh, scholarly. Is basically the only thing that I can say. Uh, I can see that. I, yeah. I asked some. I asked some wild questions, and he had he had an answer for everything. And he was very patient, and his responses were just just well said and, and spoken and. Um, it was just, it was an honor to interview both of them, mm-hmm. to be honest, because uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, nice. I'm a fan of both of theirs. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, awesome. it was, that was, that was a big one. And then the, the other one I did was, um, 418 films. I got to talk to Nick. Wait, 418 films? Yeah. 418 films. Uh, that's no, f- that's, that's their production company. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> so it's, it's Nick Sinakis and, and Kevin Ignatius and, okay. um, Nick, I got to interview for for Cheat. Uh, they also did the Long Dark Trail together, which um, I think you saw. Maybe. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I I saw. I did a trailer write up for it, and I had some questions for them about about their you know company, especially they're starting they're just starting out like they're just like fresh out of college and um they were on the west coast they moved back to the east coast during covid long dark trail was covid movie and now they're on their second film sheet and they've got no hesitation they want to do two more next year two more films and then i go that's ambitious for them yeah no i i think they're very talented and i want to see what they can do you know Mm -hmm. um cheat was good wasn't you know, it, it still, I think they're still both really rough around the edges um, mm-hmm. for for all of that. But um, I do, I like them. I just, I want to see, I want to see what's next for them. So cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, some some other. I mean, you know, we're kind of running out of time here before we. Yeah, talk we, about we are out of topic. time, but we'll just. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. So j- j- just real quick, some other good movies that I saw. If you want to check out my reviews of these, these are the ones kind of I would recommend. Uh, my mother's eyes was awesome. Monolith, great. Lore is an awesome anthology with no bad segments. Haunted Ulster Live is like a great spin on Ghost Watch. To Fire You Come at Last is that short uh, folk is that folk horror short from Severin, awesome. Um, Pandemonium, really good. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, that's it for Fred Fest. <laughs> um, and, and real quick, so some some other things I want to mention. That can that that have come up since we did our last episode. Number one would be uh, so two weeks ago on Friday the eighteenth, um, IFC put out this movie called Birth Rebirth. Um, it just came out in it was just theaters, uh, just a few theaters, like very very few. Um, I'm not sure why they made it so limited, 
but my gosh, this movie is awesome. It's uh, it, it it's about um, it's about a mother who loses her daughter, and then a doctor at the hospital um, where they sent the the girl's body to takes the body and reanimates her, and then the mother eventually finds out, and so the two of them then kind of nurse the child back to health together, and it has two fantastic lead performances. Marin Ireland. Yeah, well, her, and Judy Reyes, who yeah. I, I I've loved ever since ever since Scrubs. Um, oh, that's who that yeah, is. She, okay, yeah, she, she plays Carla. Yeah, yeah, Carla. Uh, she's, Scrubs, yeah. she's fantastic. I mean, they're both phenomenal. Um, it's more of a drama than a horror. Like it has horror at the end. Uh, I kind of the, this the premise is kind of you know horror ish, uh, but it, it really plays more like a drama. Uh, but it's awesome, super atmospheric, and it it's. It's an awesome exploration of kind of how far you would go to help someone you love. Uh, it, it's that kind of a thing, but it puts a little bit of a twist on it. It's not exactly what you might expect, and, and I think that makes it even better. So if you guys get a chance to check this movie out, I don't know when it's coming to VOD or if it's going to expand to more theaters or what, but definitely put this movie on your radar, and when you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It is, I think, my second favorite horror movie of the year, right behind Moon Garden. All right, I'm gonna have to t- check that one out. Then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna mention, like, before we get into the the monster uh, squad here, Terror Vision today. Well, this will have been Tuesday when everyone gets to hear it, but uh, they In announced. September. That... I mean, August. <laughs> 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 I screwed that up. <laughs> you, yeah, you. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so TerrorVision announced uh, the six new vinyls coming out, and one of which is the Monster Squad soundtrack. So if you guys are fans of the Monster Squad, if you were looking for the soundtrack because it hasn't been available for, I don't know if it ever was available, but if it had, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it will be coming back out through TerrorVision. You can sign up for their, like, uh there's six pack now, I think, but I think it'll also be coming out uh, by itself at some point. So nice, uh, just nice. uh, keep your eyes out for that. Awesome. One, one last thing. Um, it was announced a few weeks ago um, that Prey, the Predator sequel that was on Hulu last year, is finally getting a physical release on Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K. I, I, have, I can't wait. I, love I have no movie. idea why this... I don't know why this one didn't make it to theaters. Like out of all of them, you're like aliens versus predator. Think, Both of them are. Fantastic. I think it's because sure those, uh, yeah, this I, one I, doesn't? <laughs> I, I think it's because the movie was like the, the, like they planned it to be a Hulu release from the beginning, but unlike Warner brothers who they've, you know, sometimes when they see, Oh, this movie is actually really good. They'll, they'll, they'll still kind of promote a, a max movie to theaters. Apparently mm. Disney doesn't do that. No, actually they stupid. did. The Boogeyman, the Boogeyman, which came oh, out yeah. today. Yeah. Um, well, I, I guess they they just started doing that <laughs> recently. You know, <laughs> I but... think they're starting to figure out. Oh, hey, some of these can uh, some of these mm-hmm. can make us some money. So yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, maybe. exactly. I, so, I'm I'm such a I'm such a homebody. I mean, I love going to the theater, but I I'm very much a just if it's on TV, I'm gonna watch it. Mm, <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, pray though I would have probably gone to see. You know, oh, <laughs> oh definitely, up there definitely yeah. If it gets me out of the house to get excited about, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they need to hire you. You know, set set new head All of marketing. Right. Exactly, Sean Parker. Yep. Oh, that's it. Hulu head of hiring. Hey, they brought Futurama back. That's all. I'm, hey, I'm know, okay with you know. <laughs> All right, we should probably get into it. We probably should. All right, let's talk about the Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Yeah, so this is, man, I I can't remember a time that I didn't love this movie. I'm this glad you didn't been... say you couldn't remember the movie because you picked it. <laughs> is, that what you th- is that what you thought I was going to say? <laughs> no. How dumb do you think I am, Sean? Uh... Yeah, don't answer that. Yeah, I yeah. went. I, I, just out of respect. <laughs> yeah, it it, it won't be that well for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, this is this is one of this is one of my absolute most nostalgic movies of all time. It's still one of my favorites, even though I'm like a thousand years old these days, or at least that's what I feel like. Um, 
So yeah, so so this is your what your second time watching it. Second time seeing Monster Squad. All right. First time I think we did it for a like a um, uh, watch along or whatever. Yeah, for, watch party. Yeah, 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 on Twitch. On Twitch. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, apparently because we do Twitch watch alongs and no nobody joins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those, those those are good times. Yeah, I love them. I think I think we'll probably we might still be do we might do them again. Uh, we're we're might be trying something else, but that depends on if we can do it in time. But uh, okay, yeah, I don't think we're gonna have enough time based on the fact that like it's already September and we'd really just start having to get word out now that we were doing these things. But uh, mm-hmm. still trying because I if we can't do it now, I'd like to do it next year if that's the case. But um, I mean, we know, could still hosting. Well, we'll talk about it some other time. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, it's just, we're just talking about, like, hosting and licensing film, Mm -hmm. right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, I've gotten some information together, but nothing, like, that gives me (laughs) hope that it's something that we can accomplish, like, right now, Mm -hmm. so. Right, right. Uh, Anyway, so, JP, while we're, you know, we're on the Monster Squad now, and um, why don't you tell us what this film is about? All right, so. Uh, this movie... I half expect a PowerPoint presentation. Like, I feel like every week we're one-upping each other, either writing it down or trying, you know. No, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> you kind of looked up a little bit, which made me think maybe Did you I... do have one. Like, <laughs> Did they have a PowerPoint presentation, like, on my ceiling? Like, oh, yeah, so... Uh, just for you. Just, about... just so yeah. that you feel good about it. Hey, right, right. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah, I mean, next time. I'll do that next time. But, yeah, so this movie is... It's basically, like... The Goonies meets the Universal Monsters, and so it's it, it's from nineteen, I think, eighty seven. So it's a very eighties movie. It, it's that very kind of stereotypical eighties group of kids movie, you know, where a group of kids have to like do something, and the adults are kind of, for the most part, nowhere to be found. Really, um, I mean, they're not, or not they're nowhere to be found, but they're they're not really involved in doing the thing that the kids are doing. You know, and what that thing is, is stopping the universal monsters from taking over the world, basically. So in this, oh, I mean, stopping some random collection of monsters from taking over the world. That (laughs) resemble. Yeah, yeah. Universal monsters. Uh, we'll, we'll, We'll get to that. We'll get to that. And so, so in this universe, there's this gem where like every 100 years it can open up a portal to, to like limbo or something. And, um, and it just so happens that when the kids find out about it, it's exactly a hundred, you know, it's that exact time when uh, it's that exact like day when, uh, when the gem can open up a portal. So they have to find the gem, open up the portal and suck all the monsters away before the monsters get it and destroy the portal. And the and the monsters in this movie are let's see there's Dracula, there's Frankenstein's monster, there's not the Wolfman, uh, there's a random mummy who is definitely not Imhotep, and there's a creature from the not Black Lagoon. I think that's it. It's about right. Yeah. Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the 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 not actual. Universal monsters, <laughs> but monsters still monsters all the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mostly because uh, we said this last week, but probably should reiterate it here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is done by TriStar Pictures and has no affiliation with the Universal monsters, so they can't yes. necessarily be Universal monsters. Right. So, 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 so for ones like Dracula and Frankenstein, they were able to use kind of those their general characters. But they couldn't use the universal versions of them, so they 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 couldn't resemble like Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff, you know. They had to be yeah. like their their own unique Dracula, their own unique Frankenstein's monster. You know? But if the movie was redone today because of uh, copyright, uh, oh, like public domain, public domain. Thank you. Uh, that wouldn't apply. They could they could use all movies, of that. Are those movies in the public domain? Yes, they all hit public domain just a couple of years ago. Really? Okay. I Or maybe the first okay. of them did. Okay. Okay. I, hmm. I, I I mean maybe I heard about it and just didn't pay any attention to it. As much as I'm not a big fan of horror remakes, generally speaking, there are some exceptions, but uh I think I would welcome 
a new version of the Monster Squad. I think the concept is is so great that they could do some really new things with it and update it in some really cool ways for the modern era. Well, I think I think the most I think the thing about so I I have a lot of fun with this. We talked about it last week. This is a a movie I very much like, but I did watch it this time with a little bit of a different. You know, I I watch movies go back and forth with it and wrestle with the different things that are that are in them Mm -hmm. and one Mm -hmm. of the things in this is that it is not aging well (laughs) Uh, um, there is there is some language like right up front in the movie that just i mean that's kind of just par for the course it's sign of the times that's that's what i've just uh, resided in it is it's like it's you know um and i have my qualms about like people going back and touching movies and stuff like that to sort of benefit their own um things as well so like i wouldn't want it touched uh, you know from it being a 1987 movie keep it a 1987 movie and be like yeah people sucked back then <laughs> instead of i mean uh, people suck sort of all the time censoring you know? it so oh i, I, I see what you're it. saying yeah yeah uh mm-hmm. but yeah uh other than that i mean the, i think this movie is aces like it's really a story about a growing boy and like his obsession with monsters uh his mm-hmm. parents are I, I really didn't understand like <laughs> the the parents thing the first time around. I saw they're it just having problems, around. Sean. What's, what's, no, no, I just <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like I didn't notice how big a storyline it was the first time I watched the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And this time around, I'm sitting there and I'm watching it, and those pa- the parents like really lean into their kids about their problems. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm mm-hmm. like oh, okay and it, it i mean on the stranger things level of of it too it really seems like the kids know more about what's going on than the parents do like at any time mm-hmm. the, this felt like the movie that the duffer brothers were like we want to make this and throw it in oh yeah exactly it, you it's know. It, you know, stranger things it all that stuff you know yeah it's this yeah so why do you love this movie like you i mean we were talking about you know the things that i saw Mm -hmm. or whatever but realistically you picked this movie out for this week what is it Mm -hmm. that you find you know tell us why this picture suits you yeah yeah so uh so like i said you know it's one of my childhood favorites um so so it's kind of the most basic level there's that nostalgia element to it you know it just it it just it it, it's it's always been, you know, one of my favorite movies and they kind of bring me back to my childhood um, in that sense. But, but aside from that, just, oh man, th- there's so much about this movie that I love. Um, so let's see. So number one, um, I'm a huge fan of the Universal Monsters. Again, just like this with this movie, I grew up watching those movies. Um, I-, I kind of grew up watching them the way normal kids grew up watching Disney movies. So, like, instead of The Lion King, for me, it's Frankenstein and Dracula, you know? Hey, it might surprise you, but I actually, my three-year-old nephew, uh, we watched Creature from the Black Lagoon today. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, nice. I, we had, like, a, our, I, I wish I had it with me, like, just to show you, but uh, he was doing, cutting up cardboard and stuff, this uh, construction paper, construction paper this morning, and, um, and you know, just having a good old time with arts and crafts so he gave me this piece of paper and he gave me this other thing and the shape on it kind of looked like the uh the gill man so (laughs) i cut it out and made it that way and made him a creature from the black lagoon he was like what is this like (laughs) so we ended up watching it yeah Mm -hmm. uh he's three so (laughs) so Mm -hmm. he took it very well you know like okay wasn't scared of it he thought it was exciting he thought it was a lot of fun so it wasn't mm-hmm. you know there was nothing very terror i mean there's nothing yeah, yeah. terrifying in that movie like by yeah no. standards either. yeah yeah definitely definitely so i love the fact that that monster squad is is a love letter to those movies and to those characters i love the fact that it's about kids who love monsters so much that they have a monster club like when uh <laughs> I mean, that was kind of me when I was a kid. I know? think that this is why I get the two movies confused all, all of the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, Monster Squad and Monster Club is because I mean, I'm like also I, because Club and Squad are other. synonyms. It's, well, there's that, but also like <laughs> they have a Monster Club into in mm-hmm. it that they go to and right, you know, right. Same principles. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, 
if the movie has i mean it's it's also a three-word title so <laughs> yeah, yeah um and and it's the monster and then you know, yeah the last word is the difference yeah yeah, Cho- yeah. choose your synonym <laughs> <laughs> exactly um uh, another reason i love this movie is because it has such great moments like if you look at like the story overall, the story is fine. You know, it's, it, they're monsters and they got to fight the monsters and blah, blah, blah. All right, whatever. You know, it's a MacGuffin, great. But what really makes this movie so great is the moments and the characters. You know, like it has great quotes like Wolfman's got nards. My name is Horace. You know, like those, those great quotes. It has a great moments for, for all sorts of different reasons. You know, um, and has great characters. You know, like like the the little kids are awesome. I think they're they're all super likable. You know, Rudy is kind of what my inner middle schooler wants to be, kind of. Uh, it, it, to an extent, not not entirely, but to an extent. You know, and uh, and creepy German guy. I mean, oh man, he's he's awesome. He is. Okay. Yeah, in Leonardo Cimino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of actors that are in this film, uh, you know the I think it's the guy that comes in and plays the the Wolfman, not Wolfman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just like, I'm gonna turn to werewolf. That is John Grise. <laughs> Who's that? Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, oh, like, uh, I'm not a Napoleon Dynamite fan. Oh, that's, that's I that's I can't really. Say <laughs> uh, did you watch any of Dream Corp LLC on Adult Swim? I don't think I've even heard of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he was also in the White Lotus. <laughs> I've heard of that, but beyond the name, I know nothing about it. Okay, so not a John Grise. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Sorry, but Sean. also, uh, you know, Stan Shaw, who's like weirdly the only human victim in this movie. Um, uh, which one is he? Is Stan Shaw? He plays Detective Savior. Oh, is he? He's the one who uh, the the Gill Man um, that crushes his head. Is that him? No, no. Oh no, no, no. He's, no, no. he's, he's, he's the, blown the up father. in the, the car. Yeah, he's the fa- he's the father's the main kid's father's partner. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. And he's not the only human victim. There, there are a bunch of others. Who is the one the Gill Man crushed? I don't remember that. I, I. I uh, I don't know. I mean, he just, I think just kind of a random cop who comes in like at that part, like just to get killed. He's not like an actual character in the movie. So I, I, so I guess in that sense, this guy's the only victim, but you know, there are like other random, there's cannon fodder basically. Yeah. Yeah. Also in the background here is uh, Jason Hervey, who was uh, the brother in the wonder years who played Fred Savage's brother. Okay. Okay. And then um, our two uh, Tom Noonan, who plays Frankenstein's monster. Mm, the yeah. the number one thing I know Tom Noonan from, like I mean, as a horror fan now, it's a little bit different because House of the Devil was he, of course he was yeah, kind of great in. But uh, awesome. when I was growing up, he was always the killer from Last Action Hero. <laughs> oh, really? I haven't seen that yeah. movie in like twenty five years. Probably. Oh man, I that's that's one of my like go tos. Like if it's on, I end up sitting there and oh, watching really? it. I just think it's oh, fun. Nice. It's it's a mm-hmm. weird action. Like I mean, it's an action film, but it's also like got that sort of movies about movies quality. That yeah, I yeah. The the, the, only, the only thing I remember from that movie is there's a scene where the little kid tries to get Arnold Schwarz- Arnold Schwarzenegger to cuss. And he refuses to do it because he's in a PG thirteen movie. Rubber baby PG-13 buggy bumpers or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, that's all the oh, I remember yeah. about that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, <laughs> I remember it well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fan yeah, of that. Yeah. But also, so I don't know if you know this, but the the two guys that were in this movie, uh, Andre Grauer and um, I think it's I think it's Robbie Keeger. They have a a podcast now, too. That they you know. That they oh do, really? Very similar to ours. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah we should put so, them out of business, maybe. Because <laughs> they're competition. No, we should just mention no. them and hope they do well. I don't know. Oh. It might be like that, man. No, so I, I mean, no, I mean, we should we should support them and be good members of the horror community. Okay, and finally, I want to talk about uh, writers and director. Uh, the writer, the writing mm-hmm. directing team are Shane Black and Fred Decker. Fred Decker, who directed the film too. 
Um, mm-hmm. Shane Black, of course, uh, is notoriously in uh, Predator, and then went back and wrote a Predator with uh, guess who? Fred Decker. Uh, oh, which, what was that? The Predator? I believe it, it was. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that was. Not. Oh, why'd you great. remind me of that movie? <laughs> that was but one of Fred the Decker biggest disappointments. Also, uh, also wrote um, Night of the Creeps. Yeah, House 2, the did. second story. Uh, yeah. Robocop 3. Um, House, okay. the first story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. He didn't write House 2, the second story. That was inspired by, he wrote House, the, the original. Oh, okay. Also wrote, uh, the, he also did the story for Godzilla 1985. Uh, or, God, no, really? sorry. Godzilla King of the Monsters 3D. What? That may Hold have been a its separate, that may have been its separate title. Um, a whole lot of second. Uh, I gotta look this up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it wasn't made, but um, yeah, yeah. The Return of Godzilla, which was right before it, he wrote the story for it as well. Uh, original title: Gojira. Yeah. Okay. Odd. But all right. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's um, that's that. Also, Ricochet, which was a pretty big movie, Denzel Washington wrote the story for, and that's that's been uh, that's been Fred Decker's career. So um, some good, some. Not not so great, not so but good. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what? So, a question for you about this movie: mm-hmm. uh, How many references, like beyond just the general fact that these are the Universal monsters, how many references, like specific references, to the Universal movies did you catch? I mean, I really wasn't looking for that, so mm-hmm. I, I can't. Yeah, I mean, me neither, but but I I, I mean, I caught... there, there's a couple, but I was also catching other like others. So so I caught I mean like, like kind of like you I I I I wasn't looking for references, um, but there there are three. Well, there there are two that that I've kind of always recognized because uh, they're just they're, they're very obvious for anybody who knows those movies. Um, there's one that I. I kind of caught, I, I didn't catch it this time. Like I always knew it was there, but I, I, I don't think I ever realized that it could be a potential reference to Universal Monsters. So the, the two obvious ones are um, the scene where Frankenstein's monster comes over to Phoebe, the little girl, while she's playing by the lake. You know, that's an obvious reference. Oh, yeah. I, but when she grabs his finger and she's holding the flower, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's, yeah, that's just exactly. part of the story, too. Right, right. Um, there's that. There's also when uh, when when the main kid Sean he he sees like one of his parents wrote a note for him saying that like Mr. Alucard uh, yeah for him yeah, yeah. That, that, that that son of Dracula where Dracula comes in and he you know, he's because he doesn't want his people know the name Dracula at that point he calls himself Count Alucard uh, which is just Dracula backwards oh yeah um, well I mean if that's the way that you're going like I mean there's the Van Helsing book. Well, well, I, I mean, yes, but Van. He- so, so what I mean is, it, it like references specifically to the Universal Monster movies, not just to kind of their their larger mythologies in general. I mean, Van Helsing just okay. a, a Dracula character in general, but with him. So I don't know if you noticed this, but uh, Sean ref- he he pronounces Van Helsing's name Von Helsing. Yeah. Right. Uh, with. Which I've always thought was kind of weird because he's usually known as Van Helsing, uh, and back in the original Bela Lugosi Dracula, he's Doctor Van Helsing. However, this time when I was watching it, it hit me that that could actually be an intentional reference to Dracula's daughter, because in okay. Dracula's daughter, for some reason, they change Van the, the pronunciation. I think they actually changed the spelling too. I know they definitely changed the pronunciation of Van Helsing's name to Von Helsing. So especially since there's a son of Dracula reference, it makes sense that there might be a Dracula's daughter reference. Further too. universe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Oh, mm-hmm. that's cool. No, I didn't notice that. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um, so one thing that bothers me about this movie, and, and, and this is me being a nerdy horror purist, right? So when the kids are giving Rudy the monster test, and they ask him, you know, is Frankenstein the monster or the guy? How do you kill a vampire? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, how do you kill the werewolf? The Right? How do you name two yeah. ways to kill a werewolf. And Rudy goes silver bullet, and he doesn't know a second way. And none of the kids know a second way either. 
what bothers me about that is that yes, Silver Bullet is kind of the the go to the, the, the go to. It's the way everybody knows to kill a werewolf. But in the Wolfman, they don't use a silver bullet; they use silver. But it, it doesn't have to just be a bullet because in the in the original Wolfman, they use a, a cane with a silver head. So there which are is weird because that to... is what Dracula is is walking on in the film, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never thought about it that way, but but yeah, yeah. Which could be another reference. Reference. To yeah, that's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it's just weird that a movie that's such a love letter to the Universal monster movies would kind of ignore the you know at least one other way to kill a werewolf, especially from the Wolfman, the original one. I mean, like maybe they just did it. Like sometimes you know you just take things sort of a little out of context so that you can have a better time. Like I mean. They I mean, right, rip right. they rip the werewolf apart at one point and the oh, yeah, and he comes pieces back, back in. and it's a cool freaking scene like it it looks great <laughs> you know yes so, yes but I, you, you could still do that and you, at the very least you could say that the way to kill a werewolf is with silver I mean, like you don't have to specify yeah but you also I, get the further dramatized moment of uh, Rudy uh, killing the the guy and the guy falling mm-hmm. over and going thank you you know like right, he just right. realizes like he all of a sudden realizes he didn't just kill a monster he he killed a person too that mm-hmm. was underneath the monster right so right, right. there's yeah, but, uh, uh you can still do that you know and still get your your monster lore right <laughs> if you say so man <laughs> no. i mean they, the other thing is they didn't try just silver. They just tried the silver bullet. So, I mean, are they necessarily – they were just never proven wrong. And maybe we were going to find that out in a sequel or something. I have no idea. Maybe. maybe. In, in a, if they even do a remake, you know what? They, they, have to, I, they need to ask me to consult on, on the remake. That's it. Is they, so, need, so can, they need your approval. Yes, yeah, so yeah. they, so they can get the, the universal <laughs> monster right. We're, we're going to get you on that set, bud. We're going to figure All it right. out. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Can't wait. Can't wait. No, I think I think one of the big things about uh, Monster Squad that it makes it very likable and retainable over these years is sort of the silly, dumb discussions that sort of happen between the mm-hmm. uh, the child characters. Like even mm-hmm. just like the the whole thing, like does Wolfman have a dork? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's yeah, it's yeah. those silly, stupid questions that um, I mean, right now, especially with fandom and nostalgia being as high as it is. It seems like that's the kind of questions, like, even when people were doing the Ant-Man, uh, like, oh, Ant-Man could kill Thanos in a second. There doesn't need to be two oh, movies, you know? Thanos like, or Thanos or however you pronounce that. Thanos, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Thanos principle or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> if anybody out there doesn't know, um, Ant-Man could just crawl inside Thanos and then expand. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. depending but, on the, what the, the, the pro- the problem, you feel like that but, goes in. <laughs> the, the problem with that theory, though, is if Ant-Man expanded inside of Thanos, I think rather than ripping Thanos apart, that would just, like, Ant-Man would die from the impact because Thanos is much tougher. He, I, I think Could, his body is too... Look, look, I think it, that, I think Thanos, it depends on the... Depends I think it depends on the rate of growth, right? So, like, if... If you expand, like all of a sudden, bang, like you're back to normal size. I, I don't think yes. so. I don't think yes, so. it can because the impact so. is going to go the other way. No, no. Here's why. Here's why. Because Thanos, in at the beginning of Infinity War, when he fights the Hulk, he takes the best punches the Hulk can dish out, and he just brushes them off like they're nothing. So yeah, but that's external. No, that's not internal. It, it yes, but still. I think if, if if Thanos is tough enough to take those punches even externally, I think still I think even internally he's got to be tough enough to. Are we really Ant-Man debating the the, <laughs> the Ant Man and the anus uh, thing right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, anyway. I think that this conversation is exactly why the Monster Squad like lives up to its potential. And, and, and that's why we're having this conversation. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> honoring the movie. We literally, like, we will literally sit here as as nerds and discuss this. Yeah, <laughs> the exactly. Silliness exactly. <laughs> of such a thing. 
and that's exactly what Sean and, and Patrick do. Like, basically, they're best friends. They go back and forth with these things. Uh, mm-hmm. The Stephen King Rules t-shirt, I really, I think somebody needs to start making those again so I can own one because that's a freaking oh, killer t-shirt. I love Stephen King. So, like, just stuff like that. I just, the conversations here, even even if you want to do the debate about silver bullets and whatever, I think that only lends to the film more because basically they find out that there is no other way to kill a werewolf. Yeah, fine, mm-hmm. maybe technically there is, but they don't know that. And mm-hmm. it kind of just makes yeah, the yeah. movie just that much more fun when, you know, that all comes together. And, and that's it, is that this movie is extremely well written. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm a big Shane Black fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or The Nice Guys or I Last Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen much of his work outside of this, the Lethal Weapon movies. I, 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 I've seen parts of Lethal Weapon. I, I've never seen the whole thing front to back. Um, so I'm, I'm not, I, I, I know of his work, but I'm not, I haven't seen too much of it. Yeah, I get you. I mean, yeah, for the most part, a lot of his work is is just sort of this sort of writing with back and forth and action right, right, characters. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's um, yeah, yeah. when he does that, he does it well. When he when he remi- tries to remake the Predator, it doesn't. But um, <laughs> yeah, oh boy, <laughs> that, I have no idea why that movie was so bad. All I can figure is that that was a studio like thing. Like, I mean, it, it could be also. I mean, everybody, you know, they have a bad day at the office. You know? No, no, and I get that too, but I, I feel like The Predator came out around the same time as Independence Day 2, Resurgence, which I try to forget about. Like no. Sometimes I'm like, was that just a fever Day dream? Was, wasn't that a few years later? Uh, no, it it may have been a few years later, but at the same time, no, what I'm no, saying it is... it was. Uh, it was a few years. Independence Day, Resurgence came out a few years before... Yeah, well, whichever. Yeah, right, what I'm right. trying to yeah. say is they both feel very much like a studio pushing for a second film that didn't have anything together for one. And the way both of those films end is very similar in the in the idea that, like, they're both going to take the fight to the Predator planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it doesn't, like, it, it feels like this whole, the whole experience is just one giant build for a sequel. It doesn't feel like its own film. It just feels like a prelude to something that we're going to see eventually. And I think that that makes people feel mad and ripped off because that's <laughs> kind of how I deal with both of those, yeah. uh, both of those films. Resurgence, <laughs> especially like the predator. I find some redeeming qualities in uh, mostly Olivia Munn and, and Keegan, Michael Key. I, I mm-hmm. find are really good. In, you know, whatever they put okay. their minds to, but um, <laughs> the, uh, I just I did not understand Independence Day Resurgence. <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, I, I, I didn't I, see that. I'm one. now going to be focused on that because <laughs> I haven't thought about it in so long. And and yeah, it's a uh, that is one of maybe the worst movies of the last decade. So oh man, I I'm I feel sorry for you, Sean. I am sorry. <laughs> Have you seen? Yeah. Did you see? No, Independence I, I, Day two. No, yeah, you I, did it right. I, I Don't. It's like it. you just. <laughs> It's it's just gonna ruin everything for you. What you know, it's gonna mm. make you question life. That's how bad it is. Mm. Um, all right, all right. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Anyway, <laughs> so back to the Monster Squad. Uh, so so you know we, we've talked a lot about how fun this movie is, um, but there is one scene that that kind of takes a step back from the fun, and it's actually pretty poignant, and it you know kind of brings us back to reality reality a little bit. Oh, you're talking about the scene where they have to ask I think it's Patrick's sister if she's no. a virgin. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. You know, I mean yeah, that's, I, it. that's I, the poignance right there, yeah. I I, I just feel what so is, bad for What are the know? American suburbs coming to? You know? Uh no, no. <laughs> it, it's the scene where uh when they're leaving the German guy's house and 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 the guy said, you know, if if I was a vampire, I wouldn't have a reflection. And then you know, you see he has a reflection in the mirror right behind him. And then one of the kids goes, "Oh man, you sure know a lot about about monsters." And as he's closing the door, he goes, oh, "I guess I do." Then you see oh, yeah. uh, you see tattoos oh, yeah. numbered on his arm. So he was the implication is that he yeah. was in a concentration camp. The camp, yeah, exactly. The um, uh, showing see, that. I- my thing with that mm-hmm. is like, no, for sure, like it's fine, and I kind of, I kind of like the idea that 
now we're meant to see him as a good guy. That's sort of the whole pro- point of that. Uh, because mm-hmm. before that, they're just a whole bunch of strange kids in a weird German guy's house uh, asking for help with German. Um, <laughs> it's and like eating pie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in eating pie. Like at any moment, that could turn into something weird and lethal and, and not right. But <laughs> yeah, luckily it goes. Luckily it goes their way, and he joins mm-hmm. the monster squad, so to speak. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but that that moment I think is just it, it's it's very unexpected in a movie like this. I I don't know that that's entirely true, um, especially given the fact that it, it, we sort of see a similar attitude shift with the Frankenstein monster. So, and what I mean by that is the film is trying to tell you not to look at everybody like, you know, they, they see him as the weird German guy. Like that's literally mm-hmm. his name for like a good portion of the film. And even after they get to know him a little, they still call him the creepy German guy. Yeah, so yeah. it's uh, when by meeting him and them realizing that, you know, they shouldn't see it, you know, a person that might just be a little creepy looking or whatever and judge them based on that. It's the same idea when we see when we meet the Frankenstein monster, and I think that's what monsters in general uh, do for us. Like the Universal monsters are, are mm-hmm. telling us not to really judge them by you know what we see and and try to figure them out on a different level. Um, yes, but you don't need to say that he was in a concentration camp, and you don't need to make a reference to no, and Nazis that is to that make is that point. So, so I think it is. Well, I that's mean, my my thing, and I was trying to say this. I think it's a little over the top. Like, I don't think it's necessary, but I do mm-hmm. think it, like you said, it does craft poignance uh, to mm-hmm. just be like, oh, um, and especially with them being such monster fans and them thinking he was a monster to begin with to actually be able to put monsters into perspective in a literal sense, in a, in a real mm-hmm. world sense. I get that. So right. no, no, I, 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 I don't disagree with you. I'm not, so, so, so I'm not saying that it's out of place or anything. I'm just saying that in a movie that you know very much, you know, it, 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 in a movie that very much comes across as just a fun monster movie, you you wouldn't necessarily expect, you know, something that deep. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying is Frankenstein, man. Like even the original Frankenstein, that's yeah, the, one of the, yes, the themes. Like, yeah, right, so right, I don't know why right. you wouldn't expect it from another monster movie. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but the difference is the original Frankenstein is not just a fun monster movie. I think that that theme is kind of inherent in the, in the story. Right? Like you can't really have that. You can't really have that story without that theme. Right, so you could do just a fun, you know, Universal Monsters type movie like this, and not have any deeper themes to it. So you, you wouldn't necessarily do, expect something. Or like you could that. try to set up a monster universe and make the Mummy twenty eighteen with Tom Cruise, <laughs> which was not nearly as bad as people think it is. No, I and I agree. <laughs> I don't think I think people really give that movie a lot of shit. But it, is it actually a, is it a little on the soulless side? It kind of. It, it, I mean, fair enough. But I I, I think it's a fun. It, I think it's I, fine. I it's it. dark. It's dark. It's a little too dark. But other than eh, that, I think doesn't it's bother me. Yeah, yeah. I actually wrote a uh, an unpopular opinions article defending that movie. Yeah, it's a good one to do it on. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought that movie got a lot of crap when it came out. I mean, I wrote mine on uh, Alien versus oh, Predators yeah. too. It uh, sucks. It's so, oh man, it's, it's just terrible. such a, it is such a good, oh, silly, gosh. dumb B movie. No, it's movie. not. No, oh it's man, not. it's just a throw it, ride okay, from let, start to okay, finish. Okay, so, so there are some movies that are so bad, they're good. That movie is the blog. This movie, no, no, this movie, Alien vs. Predator, Requiem is yeah. so bad. It's just bad. No, it's fun. <laughs> yes, it's fun. No, You're missing uh, out, man. The only uh, I wish man. they. I, I hope somebody like takes it and like remasters it so that it's not so freaking dark all the time because it's way too dark. Well, that's but funny. um yeah. But no, I mean, you did a Killer Clowns piece recently that was um you yeah. know Killer Clowns is just the blob. So mm-hmm. is you know so is Aliens versus Predator. It's an it's an alien invasion movie. You know the the thing crashes in the uh the forest there and from there it just keeps it keeps spreading it's just the blob it's just the same movie um and then they got to get out 
of ta- of the town before it gets overrun. Yeah, it's just the bad version of it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Whatever you whatever you need to sleep at night, you know. You know what? You know what? That yeah, that's that's like it's my. Anyway, but yeah. Even <laughs> even if we think about it, like even the Monster Squad has some of those like that sort of the blob quality, right? The we got Dracula. Oh, of course. We got Dracula, Dracula. and I know I, <laughs> I'm sleepy. <laughs> um, we we have Dracula on the plane, right? The uh, the the air carrier, and yeah, he gets yeah. the Frankenstein monster drops into the swamp, and yeah, basically that, that is crate. that is the catalyst for everything. Like that's that sets off I mean, all the rest of the events. And I mean, I mean if yeah. you look at it. It does. It starts small. It starts with the with Sean's dad with the um, the I'm I'm gonna turn into a werewolf uh, in the the station, and then it slowly expands and and casts itself I mean, out with the mummy yeah, in the room. It's think... not as like expansive, let's say, mm-hmm. as like a blob or a alien invasion uh, mm-hmm. where people are being converted or body snatched or whatever. But I think the elements are there. I think it's a Something crash lands in a small town. I mean, in a very, in a very, <laughs> in a very general sense, sure, sure. But, but in that very general sense, you could say that a lot of movies, you know. Oh no, and I'm sure. To be honest with you, I'm I'm sure it's a template. I'm sure it's a oh, template yeah, to tell exactly. a story. So it's yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. We've probably gotten a lot of them that way. So oh yeah, I'm sure we'd are. have to really stop and think about them. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So. One other thing that that I've always loved about this movie is the guy who plays Dracula. So, I I don't exactly know how how to pronounce his name. I, I've heard it pronounced, but I don't remember. It's Duncan Regier, I think it's pronounced. But I think he gives quite possibly the most underrated Dracula performance of all time. He's fantastic in the role. In my opinion, he's up there with Bella Lugosi and Christopher Lee, but you don't hear him get talked about all that much. If you say so, I think, I mean, I think he's fine. He's serviceable for what the oh, role is. No. I, uh, it, and I don't mean to take anything away from him, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think he is fine in the film, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's got enough... I don't know, like on screen time for me to really see him as more than a guy in a in a spirit Halloween costume. I mean the the screen time the screen time I could see that, but for me, like when when he's on screen, I think what he does so well is that he kind of he nails both aspects of the character. Like on the one hand, you have the 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 like the aristocrat, the Count Dracula. On the other hand, you have the the almost animalistic monster, the vampire, and I think he nails both of those vibes, and not just side by side. So it's not like you know, in this scene he's the aristocrat, in this next scene he's the monster. I think what he does so well is that he combines them both, and he does both of them at the same time. Sometimes, you <laughs> listen. You can like you whatever you like, man. I'm not going to stop you there, but. <laughs> I just yeah. I, I don't think any of the monsters beyond Frankenstein have any sort of charisma in this film. That that's basically mm-hmm. it. And the only reason Frankenstein does is because we have the other characters there to support him. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But beyond that, I mean, no. <laughs> the wolf, the, I don't even think the makeup effects in this film are are, are I mean, they're, very they're good. They're not particularly good. But no. Do they are they serviceable? Are they passable? Oh, they, of course they, they are. This yeah. is a kids' film. Like I mean. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah. really where it comes from. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, to to me, the, the guy that plays Dracula in the film, I could see him just as easily playing the dad in any like dis- like generic Disney film. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess I could see that too in, in a sense. But yeah, I think he's great as Dracula. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right, um, all right. One of the one of the things that, that that was one of your things that you really uh, liked, but one of the thing one of the things that I would like to present on the, this end too um, is there is a really good 
relationship between some like Sean and his parents. Like I think that that really mm-hmm. works. Uh, the mm-hmm. like the, you see the mother trying to support him at the beginning when he gets the Van Helsing book, and she's mm-hmm. trying to. She's like, "Oh, is that the one about the?" And <laughs> he's like, Godzilla? "No, <laughs> yeah, yeah." Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just you know, hey, it's it's nice. It feels good to be supported. It feels good to be mm-hmm. seen, like even by your own yeah, parents. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like so, like that. Yeah, yeah. I I really like that. And plus, it helps the film go along later. Like his father wants to take him to see the um the monster movie, and then he gets yeah, out yeah. too late it, at yes. work and joins him on the roof to watch it. <laughs> like um, part eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which um, you know, we've all seen the. We've all seen the part eight. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, but I did like that that came back again where it was like, Oh, but he got, he got ripped to pieces last time and he still came back in the next one. And that's <laughs> what happens with Wolfman later. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so mm-hmm. yeah, there was, I liked a lot of that uh, tee up and then, you know, bring it back later, mm-hmm. like to knock it down. Yeah, I, yeah. I think well, they that do the same thing does with, that very well. They do the same thing with, uh, with, with, with the, my name is Horace moment where in the beginning of the movie, when the kid's getting made fun of, you know, and and the bullies are calling him fat kid and everything. That, yeah. You know, then and then he tries to tell them, no, my name's Horace, but they don't listen to him. Then later on, after he kills the Gill Man, they're like, oh, good job, fat kid. And he goes, my name is Horace. You know. Yeah. And, and then we get our weird. Okay. Okay. Put the gun down. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, it's a scary enough world as it is. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> All right. I... Any, anything else that you desperately want to talk about? Let's let's see. Well, you wanted some quotes. Uh, hey, fat uh, kid, good job. I, you just, you know. Yeah. Uh, another one is I love it when. Um, I'm in the a... goddamn club, ain't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a great a one. one. That's a great one. I love uh, when at the, so it's towards the end. Um, it's it, it's when Dracula is like attacking Phoebe, and he, he tells him, you know, give me the, uh, you know, give me the the amulet, right? And look, he he's gonna like bite her and, and get the amulet, and then Frankenstein comes and grabs him from the back and goes, bogus, you yeah, know, bogus. <laughs> um, That's a great. Uh, one. Phoebe, it's Frankenstein, guys. He's our friend. Come on, guys, don't be chicken don't shit. Be chicken <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, that's a great one too. If we pull this off, I'm gonna shit. Which just seems like a John Waters reference, like. To me. Hmm, okay. um, yeah, they're in the car. They're um, they're driving back from somewhere, and and he's uh, it's, he's sitting in the back. Uh, Sean's sitting in the back, and he just says, "If we pull this off, I'm gonna shit." <laughs> also, like scary the German the- guys bitching. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Another good one. It's not so much the quote, but it's the moment around it, where it's 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 when they when they when they're first in the German guy's house, and like you see them outside. It, you know, he talks to them, and then the next thing they're inside. You see him holding up a knife, and you know something. You know, boys, you know you're out of time, and and it, it looks like he's gonna stab them. He's like, you know, uh, well, shoot, what did he say? I, I wrote this down, uh, and then he goes. Uh, then he gives him a piece of pie. I didn't write down what he actually said, but <laughs> they like you know, oh, it's time for the last piece of pie, and it's a lot better in the movie. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see uh, for trivia. All right, the scene where Dracula lifts Phoebe up and she screams was done in one take. Uh, Duncan actually, Regier. no, I so so I just watched the um, the documentary today. Wolfman's okay. got nards. Oh, so you were really prepared for this. I I you was went not. All out. I was not. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, the so the, the guy who directed it, he's the guy who plays Sean Andre Gower. He said that they did that in 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 two takes because the first time, uh, Phoebe's the girl's scream was too short, and oh, so they okay. had to do it again. And the second time, she did a good scream, and that's the, the take that's actually in the movie. Okay. So your trick so is the, wrong, Sean. So- IMDb trivia has been proven wrong by Wolfman's Gutnards. Um, According to director Fred Decker, Shane Black's first draft of the screenplay was so huge that the opening of the film featured Van Helsing accompanied by Zeppelins and hundreds of men on horseback storming Dracula's castle. Decker stated that the sequence would have cost them the whole budget of the film that they filmed. (laughs) Yeah, Um, I can imagine. 
Liam Neeson was paid for a bit part that was never shot. Oh, wow. Wolfman's face was modeled after that of Stan Winston. That's why Wolfman looks that way. Okay. All right. All right. Near the start of the movie, the plane where Dracula's first appears has Browning written on the side. That's a nod to Todd oh, Browning, really? who directed Dracula in 1931. That. Oh, wow. So, yeah, even one more uh, universal reference for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Next time I watch it, I have to look out for that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's about all I've got for for Monster uh squad squad right <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is the squad not the club this is the squad this is the... yeah yeah um but yeah no um really enjoyable film this is a lot of fun it, it's i mean i think it's i think it's aging out which which kind of stinks but it's uh for the time well, being what, 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 when you say aging out what, what do you think i think there are certain parts of this this film that don't work in a, in 2023 <laughs> oh okay in, in that sense yeah yeah so like i think that it being pg-13 I, or PG or whatever, I think you got to pull that up a bit, you know, for the the time if you want your kids to watch it. Well, I can see that. But yeah, uh, otherwise a very enjoyable film. Uh, lots of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, what are you going to do next week, Sean? It's a great question because I don't know. I am so... <laughs> you know, if you want, um, I can pick another movie. I hope you don't. I really, yeah. this one oh, was good. This one, no, this one was good. I can't, you know. I can pick a good one. I could pick one. I'll find one. Hold on, give me, give me thirty seconds. All right. All right. I'll throw something at the wall, and whatever we hit, that's what we're watching. Oh, Where's boy. my changeling ball? I've got one of those around <laughs> here somewhere. You throw the changeling ball at your Blu-rays? Wow, you're, you're brave. <laughs> Which one did he break? I guess we're watching Paranormal Activity, the marked ones. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sean! I threw it too high. I don't... <laughs> oh, we'll pick something else. We'll pick something else. I'll, I'll have something ready. It's been a... It's been one of those... Uh, it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I guess we'll... We'll let you guys know what we'll talk about next week or in two weeks. In the meantime, if you want to read the greatest articles ever written, they're all on horrorobsessive.com, uh, mostly written by me, a few by Sean. Um, I've been quiet. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. So uh, we enjoyed this conversation. I uh, hope you guys did too. And we will see you again in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.